Hello again. Welcome back to 100% BS. I am Belle Solonot. Thank you for tuning in again. I appreciate you dearly. Um, it's going to be a great episode. Today, I am starting with a focus of positivity and trying to look at the world through a lens of hope. And the reason for this what inspired me to do this is because, you know, as a self-identified skeptic and someone who likes to dig deep and question things and not just accept, you know, what the media tells me and all that jazz, um, I think it's good to sometimes look at the world and say, wow, look at all these great things that we have going for us. Look at all these things that we're doing well and all these great people, and just focus on the good. So that's what I'm going to try to do today on this episode of 100% BS. Um, So yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, An organizational note, we're basically going to talk about all these great things that the world has to offer, and then I'm going to do some movie recommendations because I know so much about movies, so why not share the wealth of knowledge and uh, give you some movie recommendations and some reviews and all that. So, all right, let's fucking do it, bitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Belle Solonot, and you're listening to 100% BS. Okay. So, I am literally looking at a list that says, great things, exclamation point. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about great things. And what I mean by great things is that it's so easy to become negative. When you look at the news, or you go on social media, or you read on the internet about some current event that happened it very, very quickly turns into a negative spiral and it turns into something political. It turns into who said this? Who were we canceling this week? Like, who's a bigot? Who's this and that? Like, it just gets really crazy really quickly. And I think because of all that noise, it's really hard to think or or, or to see what is good in all this. So what I tried to do was think about sift through all the cloudy, murky, intense, scary news, social media, all that shit that's happening and try to pick out the good stuff. So for one, when you look at the news and media, it becomes so easy to just be overwhelmed and get sad and feel like everything is hopeless and we're doomed and people suck and everything's horrible. You know, I've been there. It's, it's easy to get in that route. So what we got to try to do is realize that there's actually a lot of positivity around us and try to focus on how we can use those positive things that are happening, the little nuggets of goodness in our world today and use them to make the world a better place. And I know I sound like I'm trying to be preachy and whatever, but basically this is an exercise to try to be more productive in these conversations. That's what I'm trying to say is I want to be more productive in the way I look at issues uh, that we face today as a society. Um, 
you know, obviously specifically this is more towards the U.S. because that's where I live and that's where I'm most familiar with all the current events are going on. But, you know, you can expand this to a global scale. Um, But firstly, one of the things that I realized that is so great that's happening today is there's a lot of compassionate and caring people who have a very big voice today or at least if they are a small group they're very loud in a good way and those are the kinds of people that are driving movements like you know equal rights or environmental issues and climate change things like maybe poverty or women's rights you know all these things all these movements that are led by people who want to make the world a better place like in the end i think people's intentions are good um I I hope they're good. I think that that comes from a good place, you know, someone who dedicates their time and their life to fighting for equality and being an activist and all of that, you know, we can very easily criticize and I'm one, I for sure have criticized those kinds of people before and just trying to understand like, what what are we really trying, what are we really, what are we really trying to accomplish here, all of that. But I think we have to remind ourselves, we have to remind ourselves that I think a lot of this comes from a good place. You know, anyone who wants to push for equal rights or women's rights and equality and climate change, it's all, I think it's all from a good place. And I think we just want to make the world better, right? And I, better. And I think what happens is these issues become very polarizing. They become, they become very political. Um, And so you end up having two sides and they're very at odds with each other. Um, and it ends up getting into political campaigns and it just gets really messy really quickly. And I think it's important to think, to think about it this way, whether or not, for example, let's talk about climate change. Okay. Say whether or not we're right about it. There's plenty of evidence obviously for it saying like it's happening. It's caused by humans but you know you can also do a deep deep dive into the evidence against it that says it's actually a regular part of nature like there's been ice ages there's been whatever like you could argue both sides right but in general when people are pushing for climate change in terms of uh like it exists let's do something about it i kind of touched this touched on this in my last episode when i talked about the australia bushfires that even if we're right or wrong you know, obviously it's important to push for the truth and find out what's really happening here. But for example, a movement like climate change in the end comes from a good place. I think most people who are proponents of environmental sustainability and all of that, I think they just want to leave the world better. I mean, that's my reason for it. Like the reason why I became so passionate about these topics and you know, changed my diet and my lifestyle and changed the way I consume and things I buy and all of that was because I feel this need as an individual who has an impact on the world to leave it better than I found it. And I think that's a really common theme in a lot of young people, which I think is awesome. And I love to see that. And I think there's so much energy that you see with young people. I mean, even people of all ages, obviously, it's not just young people, but a lot of times these conversations and these movements are led by young people, uh, especially in the media and social media. And I think it's a really great thing that there's so many people so motivated that they're getting out of their house and they're, you know, dedicating their life or, or, or their, their, 
defining a career for it or spending their time on the weekends, like fighting for it. I think that's so great. And we have all these great new businesses coming up, uh, being created because of sustainability. Um, you know, people starting companies that are trying to eliminate packaging and make better alternatives for kitchenware and things that we use every day. Like that's all, it's fantastic. Right. And so I think it is causing a good domino effect of positive change, even though it gets very clouded and very murky in the media all these topics, you know, climate change ends up being politicized, right? And you have like left versus right and Republican versus Democrats saying like, you know, we have climate change deniers and then we have people who obviously believe in climate change and want to fight for it. So that's kind of one example of an issue that I think should just, like, I think we need to work through the the cloudiness and figure out how do we fix this right or like how do we say what information is true or not whether it's just the bushfires or it's you know a hurricane or the there's been an increase in hurricanes lately like what does that do to okay what do we do next uh can we solve this through innovation or is it solved through policy um and i think it's it's just hard to have productive conversations, I think, when the topics get so caught up in being polarized by politics and, and all of these things that are just very difficult for people to talk through when it's so emotionally charged. Um, and another thing that I was thinking about is, while I think it's great that we're seeing so much movement from young people and people who are interested in fighting for climate change and all of that, um, I think it can seem like politicians are also trying to help. My only worry and concern there is I feel that sometimes because, you know, politicians obviously want to get a vote, especially during the campaign that's happening now. You know, the goal is to get people to vote for you. And there's definitely been a huge movement in getting young people to vote, getting young people to register to vote and all that and so obviously politicians know that and they're gonna talk about things that help to get a vote right so you know there's gonna be a lot of politicians who are gonna run on a platform of sustainability and like in my in in my first year of office I'm gonna change all these things and implement all these policies to help with the environment and like young people are like that's fantastic I want to be I want that I'll vote for you but it's really difficult to know if that's genuine uh, and I think because politics gets so messy and dirty that it's just really hard to know if those people are being genuine. So I hope that uh, with an issue like climate change or, you know, any of these other issues that I mentioned before, like um, social justice, inequality, women's rights, you know, human rights movements, just all of that that kind of falls into the category that we don't just look to politics as a solution. I think that we should look also to humankind and us as a society and say we're just focusing on the U.S. right like within our community and with our friends and family like being creating the domino effect of change starting with the individual and trying to have better conversations and more productive uh come up with solutions that could actually solve this problem rather than just saying like the government needs to fix it because you know we know that the government obviously does great things but we also know that sometimes they don't get things done and it's difficult to create change just through policy and I think that is where with a lot of these issues even things like 
women's rights or respect or feminism, like just having more respect for individuals, right? Like in the end, it just comes down to we want everyone to be free to do what they want, to pursue the lifestyle they want, the career, to have individual freedoms and choices, to just live your full life and not have things hold you back. And I think we can solve a lot of those through our communities and and smaller things that will add up rather than focusing on politics. I think when you bring the issue up to to policy and, and government and campaigns and the presidency and all of that, it can get really complicated. And I don't think we're actually working to solve it. Um, you know, maybe we're solving it slowly through policy, but I think it's just an interesting perspective to consider that maybe we should focus more on individual things and communities and the town you live in and your school and your, your university and the office you work in and all that and like creating change through that. Um, so anyway, the main point there is just to think about trying to not get into a very negative spiral when we turn the news on and we go on social media and we are scrolling through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and someone posts this and you know it's just go on Twitter and it's you can find endless examples of a celebrity or comedian or this person tweeted something and then there's a horrible chain thread you know of people commenting reacting to it and tweeting back at them like saying really awful things and just getting we're getting so far from what we're actually trying to accomplish and it gets that that's the negative side of social media right like it's very easy for the negative voices to uh bombard the conversation rather than the positive intention to actually make its way through um which i mean in a way i think that that's literally how our brains work right is that your brain hangs on to a negative thought for longer than it does positive one I don't it's something like it's like a survival instinct like you your body thinks that something's wrong so it needs to focus on the negative like that kind of thing so that's why I think you know especially that's amplified through social media that it's so easy to say negative things and it's the first thing that comes to our mind so we just like put it out there and don't realize that it's bringing us backwards and it's not actually helping us move forward and create solutions um that kind of leads into my uh, thought process on social media in general and trying to bring the conversation back to what what is good that we're doing? Like, what should we continue doing that is going well or was going well is kind of falling off the rails now? Like, it, what there's a lot that we can use to our advantage. And I think one of those things is social media. And it's really easy. People talk about this all the time that social media can be so negative and, you know, people delete their Instagrams all the time because they're like, I can't, couldn't handle it. Like it was hurting my self-esteem, whatever. I think, you know, it gets, social media gets a bad rap, bad rep, reputation. I don't know, bad rap all the time uh, because it's so easy for it to spiral out of control into a negative way uh, for individuals. And, but I think you can also look at it in that it has improved our lives drastically. You know, social media has, first of all, it has created jobs. It has created incredible access to information. This kind of like is in tandem with the internet, but I would say specifically still with social media, like things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat, whatever you want to extend it to. You know, we've created 
thousands, millions of jobs even. I don't know the stats there, but definitely so many types of jobs. People have built careers out of social media. Like if you throw YouTube in there, like you have YouTubers, influencers, like you can make a living off of this great thing called social media. And it's, you know, beyond that, it's also access to tons and tons of information. We're able to connect with people who are like-minded. We're able to also connect to people who are nothing like us, which is almost as important. Being able to find, you know, your community and oh, like I always thought about this thing, but I never realized that other people like to do it too. And you follow an Instagram page that is all about health and being vegan, or you follow an Instagram page that's like obsessed with Marvel. Like it's this great community where we can find all these different niche things that we've been interested in and connect with people or just observe and and learn more from others. Um, And I think it's also contributed to being able to find non-mainstream sources of information, which I think is important uh, so that you can develop your own perspectives and make your own decisions about how you feel about this topic and that topic and not just get your information from the single source that's usually, you know, the five main networks or whatever, like the main media that you see on television and that they have, you know, websites in the New York Times, whatever. You can come to your own conclusions and gather more information because of social media. Obviously, you need to be careful not all of it is true, and sometimes, you know, people post fake things, like, obviously, that's all true, but remember that the media also lies and makes up shit, like, it's kind of the same, if you think about it, maybe not the same, I don't know if it's the same scale, but, you know, we should all know to be skeptical of the, of the news and the media, like, CNN and Fox and all these news outlets, like, they're not always telling the whole truth, you know, the things get very uh, conflated. Is that the right word? I'm trying to use better words here, people. That's a personal goal of mine is to improve my vocabulary. So I'm trying. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, these big news networks like ABC and Fox and the CNN is ABC a news. I don't know. Whatever you get my point is that they also, you know, put out things that are not true. So the same rules apply anyway. And like, Yes, you can find fake things on social media, but you'll find them in your other news outlets, news outlets as well as well. But the point is, you have access to so much information and ability to broaden your horizons and your perspectives, which is such a beautiful thing. I mean, compare you know, our my I'm young. My parents didn't have this, you know. There are generations who didn't have this kind of thing and you can see that as a younger generation, maybe starting in millennials and generation Z, Gen X, what even am I? I don't know. The younger generations after the millennials, with this access to social media, it gives us just this wealth of knowledge that I think is so phenomenal. 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 It's so phenomenal. And we should be taking advantage of it. And I just think that it's such a good thing. We forget you know, and we, we just get into this negative spiral of we follow influencers and influencers can be good, but they can also be bad, you know, for you. If that's if it's difficult for you to see posts where people are only showing the best parts of their lives, they're only showing you like the nice thing they bought, the brunch that they ate. Like I think people have issues with influencers or following them, not necessarily the individual themselves, but kind of like the category of being of influencer type media on social media is that 
it feels maybe disingenuous or fake or it just doesn't feel like real life. So I think that's why we can have issues with it. Um, that's, you know, just a very one of many examples of the ways that social media can become negative. Um, but, you know, you can also turn your Instagram feed into the most positive thing ever, right? Like you could follow, there's endless amounts of like inspirational accounts or accounts that literally just post inspirational quotes or like I follow a bunch of movie accounts that like post like great movie quotes because I love movies. So that's just like something positive for me to read or, you know, accounts about how to have a startup. Like there's tons of Instagram, even, even people, not just like accounts that are like have a theme, like, you know, people like Gary V who focuses on kind of entrepreneurship and like building yourself as an individual and developing your brand. Then you also have Jay Shetty, like, oh my God, he's incredible. Like if you follow people like that, then your social media turns into this great source of, you know, helpful, positive energy, helpful, positive uh, messages. Like you're just consuming things that are good for you. And I think that, you know, you're in charge of that, right? Like you can choose who you follow and unfollow. It's up to you. Like no one is forcing you to, obviously there's like, you want to be polite, I guess, you know, sometimes we like don't want to unfollow certain people that we work with or went to high school with, whatever, but you know, mute them. I'm pretty sure you can do that. So it's up to you in the end, how you let, how social media affects you. And I think we need to remember that it can be super positive and it can really enhance our life. Um, And I feel like I've personally found all these great, you know, accounts about uh, alternative medicine and health and fitness, or there's even conspiracy theory accounts that are just fun to like consider alternate viewpoints and like, oh, this is so ridiculous, but like, I don't know, let me just consider it for a second. Like, it's just really great ways to flex your brain muscles and just get more serotonin in there serotonin is a good one right that's what we want so anyway I think you know it's really easy for all of these things I'm talking about to turn negative but I am trying to exercise making these things that are so easily negative turn them into a positive into a good thing to be consuming um but you know so kind of the whole theme of this is that you know, today we're living in a time that there's a lot of polarization, you know, it feels immensely unstable politically. Um, It's just, there's so many conversations happening that are important, but get very exhausting and difficult. And, you know, they turn in, they make enemies out of our friends and like, it just gets really messy very quickly. And I think we need to figure out how to realistically solve the problems that we're facing and to use these sources in a way that is a proponent for change and not just like an endless pit of arguing and calling people names and canceling people and all that shit. Uh, You know, I think we need to ask ourselves more, what is working? Like, what are these great things that we have going for us? Okay, like we have young people or people of all ages who are more motivated than ever to change the world and to leave it a better place. Like it's very clear that people are responding to positivity and want to be in the streets and like all of that, you know? And like 
it can get really extreme and I think extremes are almost always bad so I think we should try to avoid that and try to come to a common ground and just have more productive conversations and remember that I think most I hope most people are are good good at heart and that they want a better world like you know it's really easy to make fun of the activists and whatever and just like be like oh my god they're being so ridiculous or you know that kind of thing like it's it's very easy to criticize a lot you know I'm someone who does that all the time because I just not I'm not doing it negatively though let me say like I truly want to get to the bottom of things and I want again it's from a good place like I want to figure out what's happening here how do we solve these problems that we're facing and how do we not how do we not uh what's the word ostracize isolate people in the process like how do we not go to war in the process of like you know not like war war but like conversational war what do you call it society culturally at war with each other like fighting over all these things i just want to fix the issues we're facing but do it in a calmer more look at the facts what do we have going for us like how do we fix this um so i think we need to be asking ourselves those questions more and consider that people who think differently might actually have a good solution and that like always be in a state of self-reflection as a society right like things are actually going pretty well so let's do this you know you get the point again I'm I always start to ramble at this point because my brain is losing it okay um where was I this is what happens when you do a podcast alone you don't have anyone to be like keeping you going you're just all right um i hope you're enjoying these noises while i find what i was talking about okay i'm back um i don't know what happened my camera stopped recording because that's great i don't know it's fine we're having technical difficulties but we're gonna get through it um where what, what was i saying uh i don't know so i'm just gonna move into the part where i talk about movies i hope that's fine so um in the past two weeks I have seen some great movies and I would love for you guys to watch them because I thoroughly enjoyed them and they're just freaking great so number one called The Gentleman which is a Guy Ritchie movie um if you've never seen Guy Ritchie's stuff he's fucking crazy and it's great he just makes it's like the pure love that you know the movie magic of just being taken out of your own head and just enjoying a good old piece of entertainment guy Ritchie does that for me at least um and so this movie called the gentleman i'm gonna try not to give stuff away um i won't give anything away but don't you know get mad at me if i like say too much so if you don't like to hear anything about movies before you see them then skip to the end because i'm gonna talk a little bit about the movie um so gentlemen great movie starring matthew mcconaughey henry golding colin firth colin farrell i that yeah one of those guys the guy who was in the lobster i don't know um and some other great cast members um really great movie it's based in modern day london and it's about weed and the marijuana underground marijuana network that this guy started um it's really really great movie you know kind of violent but it's uh good fun they say cunt a lot i don't know if i'm allowed to say that the c-u-n-t word it's really funny 
great accents love it okay the other movie i watched uh was parasite oh my god you guys have probably already seen it because i'm behind it swept up the fucking oscars it absolutely crushed it and it deserved to because it was amazing okay this is one of those movies that after you watch it you're like all the other movies suck no but you're like it, it just makes you feel like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. Like, this is what cinema should be. That's what Parasite was for me. I loved it. It was so good. It's uh, one of those movies. It has it all. It's got some action, some comedy, dark comedy, some thrill. You know, you want to laugh. You want to cry. You want to You get spooked. It was great. So good. It was a freaking thrill. I loved it. Um. Also, beautiful film, you know, cinematography, amazing. Acting was good. You know what's interesting, though? It's in Korean. That would have been so ignorant of me if I got that wrong. It's in Korean. I hope that's, you know, that's correct. Um, But it's interesting when you're watching a film that's not in your native language and you're reading subtitles, I feel like it's harder to tell if the performance is good. I'm, I'm sure, I know the performances were great, but because you're like, you know, you can hear the intonation of the voice, but it's kind of harder given it's not your own language, I feel like, to understand the, to, to like absorb the performance. Um, I remember like I watched Casa de Papel on Netflix, which is a Spanish show, but I speak Spanish. So like I was able to understand it, like to understand it and see the performance. But I just wonder, I watched that in subtitles is what I mean of why it's relevant. Um, but with Parasite, it's in Korean. So unless you speak Korean, obviously, like, you have to read the subtitles. So it's just interesting how you interpret the performances different. Uh, apart from that, fantastic movie. Like, seriously, so good. It's one of those films that, like I said, has all genres within it, but also adds in layers of social commentary and, you know, bigger picture things. It leaves you thinking really hard, which that's my favorite kind of movie, personally, is the kinds of movies that just leave your brain going and going and wondering and playing through the story again and it's just so so beautiful like just loved it um also the fact that it was the first foreign what oh international sorry sorry that wasn't correct we changed it the oscars changed it from foreign language film to international film first international film to win the best picture category which is amazing i love that because now we're going to be much more open i think to all kinds of international cinema, which there's great stuff out there, you know? If you also want another recommendation for um, international movies or just non-English movies, another really good one, older from 2001, I think, is called In the Mood for Love, which sounds, I feel like it's one of those things where the English translation is not great, but whatever. It's a really cute movie. Um, It's not just cute, it's also beautiful. Um, Really great love story and just uh also cinematically beautiful if you want to kind of adventure into older films it's great um okay my last movie recommendation is not something new actually it's uh, older i think it's 2005 it's called kiss kiss bang bang and it's with robert downey jr um and some other recognizable faces that i'm not doing any justice because i don't remember their names um but it's really really good it's very similar to the movie the nice guys which has ryan gosling and shit oh god he was in the gladiator 
gladiator i don't remember but he's great anyway it's a similar vibe movie it's like goofy crime movie um but kiss kiss bang bang is cool because if you're if you're a fan of robert downey jr then it's really cool to see him in one of his uh first roles i think one of his first roles or like one of his first major roles um hilarious movie like totally ridiculous i can't i don't even know how to describe what it's about it's just it's really really good you should check that out um so yeah movies are great guys if you ever just need some good old entertainment you know i have so many recommendations if you didn't know this i studied film in college uh so you know i'm a bit of a you know i got i got the goods for film knowledge i got them anyway um thanks that's it was that a short one that wasn't too short um yeah that's what I have to say for today. Um, thanks again. Gonna keep thanking you guys for tuning in because I'm new at this and I'm doing my best and I hope you guys are enjoying. Please, please, please reach out to me and DM me and whatever, email me. I have an email for this podcast because I'm legit and tell me what you think, uh, or, you know, give me requests for topics you want me to talk about. I'd love that. You know, give me some ideas. Um, yeah, this is great. I don't think I have anything else to say. Thanks for tuning in. You guys rock. Once again, this is 100% BS with Bell Solonaut. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Good night. Have a great day at work, wherever you're going. Bye. Bye.